um, you know, when you see life as a game and you see your, uh, you know, your occupation and what you choose to spend your time on as a game, um, you really just understand that, okay, well, there's rules and then I just need to play the game. Uh, and it gets pretty simple. But the, the warning that I received from my friend after I'd shared that I was in a pretty chill place right now, having four day weekends, wasn't really motivated to push super hard in the business. The warning I received was to be careful what games I'm playing. Am I playing a healthy game? Because if my game is to sit on my butt, that might be a dangerous game. And I'm not saying you have to do the business for the rest of your life, but you're in the business now. And whether you're planning on selling it in five years time, two years time, you may as well enjoy the process while you're in it. So bring in some level of fulfillment, look at your business and how can you realign it to your fulfillment? If you build a business that makes you more fulfilled, find a way to link that business, shift the business, shift your role. If the business doesn't need to change, just shift your role. If you're not loving being the CEO, you want to go back to being a coder, hire a CEO and go back and be a coder. Find a way to, to just meet your needs that fulfill you. You do that. I promise you, I truly promise you that you will find business and life so much more fulfilling and you will continue to just grow and progress and contribute in a, in a great way. Hey everybody, welcome to Entrepreneurs Rising. I'm Carl Taylor and I'm joined by my incredible host, Peter Moriarty. Hey Pete, how you doing? I'm doing amazingly. Carl, how are you doing my friend? I am feeling fantastic. I am really excited for today's episode, not just because you know this links closely to my own situation but also i just love getting on this this show with you pete like i love what we get to bring to all the entrepreneurs or people who are thinking about starting their own business that's really what this podcast is all about it's about sharing some of our own journeys in over what two two decades two decades each almost uh in business together uh, in separate businesses obviously and sharing our journeys of what's worked for us what hasn't where we've got to now and a lot of financial freedom that many would uh, aspire to and being able to share that in hopes that it helps you shape your journey and achieve many of your goals and success in business in life etc and today's episode we really want to talk about something that as i said is very dear to my personal situation and it was all started from a conversation I had just the other day with a friend of mine. I was chatting to a friend of mine, Jack, and we were just chatting. I was like, Hey, how's business? And he's like, Oh yeah, business is good. You know, not, not bad. He's like, Oh, but I went, went for a walk the other day down to a park and I just kind of sat there and I was contemplating life. I was contemplating, you know, is this the business I really want to be in? Is, is my life where I want to be? Am I living where I want to be? Like really one of those those deep moments. Pete, have you ever had those ones where you kind of sit down and just go like, what am I doing with my life? Am I where I want to be? You mean apart from every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably, probably like a couple of times a year, uh, specifically about the business. I'd have one of those like, is this the right thing? Is this the right business? Like, do I want to be doing this or could I be doing something different? So I, I know it. And I'm sure, you know, most people would have that probably on the days where you get like, metaphorically kicked in the nuts uh at at work and you get to the end of the day it's one of those days and you go is this really what i want to be doing <laughs> i get it totally totally yeah oh i i get it majorly as well and and so like jack was just kind of talking about his whole business where he's at everything and it, and it flowed into this conversation that i was like you know what i think this would be really good to bring to the podcast because it's very much where i'm i've been at now for the last year or so really 
contemplating this myself. And I think, you know, there's a lot to talk about here. Whether you're at the start of your business and you're like, I don't know, is this business model working versus like you've been in the business for a long time. Like my company now, Automation Engine, I've been in that for about six years. My IT company that I had, you know, I had that for about eight years and then I, you know, I sold it after eight years. So I do think that there's also like, in my experience, there does seem to be a timeline around that six to eight year mark, seven year itch kind of thing, even in a business sense. Um, but I know that this definitely can happen even in the startup phase of a business, right? Where you're just like, is my business model working? Am I doing it right? Is this what I want to be doing? And what I think happens and what I've experienced for me is it can be very easy to go, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go and start another business. This thing's good, but it doesn't scratch a certain itch in my life. And I'm going to start this other business that would really light me up and be really good. And then you kind of have these two feet in, you know, one foot in one business, one foot in another business. And, and I've met many of these entrepreneurs over the years. I've been this entrepreneur over the years where you're running multiple businesses and you're not doing any of them really well. Uh, I had that when IT company, I bought a gift basket business. And at that time, just both were going pretty average because I was split focused. Even up to like a year ago, I was like, how do I run more companies and started to see my focus split. And so I've really been bringing this back. And I think it comes down to, I've got two thoughts that I'll share and then I'll open up to you, Pete, to get your perspective on this. I think that ultimately, if you're in this situation, right? If, if you're an entrepreneur who's going, you're in this mode of going like, oh, is, is this business really what I want to do? Is this the thing that lights me up? You've got to make a decision. You've got two options. You either treat the business that you have that ideally is bringing you cash flow, maybe is paying, you know, filling the payroll side of how you live. Do you treat this business purely as a means to an end, right? This is a thing that like you're building it. It's something you sell one day. And you're just doing it. It doesn't necessarily light you up, but your plan is to build it to a point that it will one day work without you or you sell it and then you can go and do the thing that does light you up. That's option one. Or option two is you look at your existing business. You look at what does light you up. And if you're you know, lucky enough to be aware of what you feel your life purpose is, you look at how can you bring that into your business? How can you better align your existing business with the things that fulfill you? And they're the two options that I ultimately think there are. Pete, do you think there's any other options or do you think that's really kind of covering it? Uh, no, I think, that's, I think that's covered it well. I'm interested to continue hearing what you're sharing. So here's kind of where the conversation went with my friend Jack and, and I, what I shared with him. I said, man, I get it. Uh, you have no idea how much I get it. A year ago, I got really clear on what I believe at least in this season of my life, my life purpose is. And the, what I've determined and what aligns with me is the purpose of my life is to be a guiding light, leading others to their greater self. And I think about that. And I've thought about this over the years before I even had that awareness of being able to talk about what I feel my life purpose is, what really fulfills me. Um, I'd had these same thoughts in the business, but I was contemplating and going like, you know, I run a marketing agency. I help people build a web page. I help people send out an email broadcast in some way. You might even say like some of what we do, it fuels some of the challenges that the world faces um, through a consumerist mindset. And so I kind of go like, am I actually delivering? Am I helping people become a greater version of themselves? And there are definitely certain aspects that I believe the business does deliver on that. Uh, one of the things I love about my company is when every time we grow, we got to hire new team members. And every time we hire new team members, mostly we hire people, uh, you know, developers and designers and people in, who are based in the Philippines. And so 
this means if you know anything about Filipinos, usually when you employ someone or, or take a, on a contractor in the Philippines, you're not just providing for that individual, but they're actually providing for their entire family. They're putting their brothers and sisters through university. They're putting the food on the table for their whole family, including their parents. Like they're, they're really supporting an entire family, not just one person. And so that's what really lights me up about how our company has grown. We're knowing that as we grow, we're providing to more families. We're creating more income opportunities for families in the Philippines. And so that's a way that I feel like there's a real great impact there. Mm. Another thing that really aligns in my company is around 80% of automation agencies clients are coaches. They're business coaches, they're life coaches, they're health coaches, they're fitness professionals. We've got real estate agents, we've got uh, finance uh, professionals, we've got all sorts of other types of clients, but a, a huge portion of our clients are people who are coaches. They're people who are out there making a difference in the world. They're spreading you know, good, they're spreading great messages, they're helping other people succeed and grow their income. And so I get a certain sense of fulfillment knowing that knowing that we're enabling more people to get their message out there that puts money on and food on their table, but also knowing that they're out there kind of spreading good, like there's a ripple effect. And so that's one of the ways that for a long time, I've kind of reconciled how automation agency fits in my head, but it's never, it doesn't, it's never fully felt like it gives the big tick. And so I've contemplated going, Oh, well, you know, do I go and start another company and go back to coaching? Cause before automation agency, I was a coach. I was teaching people about buying and selling businesses. A big, one of the reasons that this podcast exists is because of realigning to my own purpose of wanting to be a guiding light, leading others to their greater self. That's part of why, you know, Pete and I had a conversation and said, Hey, let's start this podcast. Cause it's a chance to share that, to provide some of that evidence to people. And I've still been thinking about like, how could I make this fit? Like, do I build automation agency and do I just, do I just sell it now? Do I, do I move on to something else? Um, do I keep it running without me and, and do something else? Or do I realign? And so where my head's at right now at time of recording, and I'm hoping it will stay this way, is I'm really focused on how can I bring this more into my business? And so um, before I kind of share how I'm going to do that, I'd love to like throw over to you, Pete, and just hear a little bit about you. You said you've gone through these moments, especially when, you know, maybe as you say, metaphorically, you've been kicked in the nuts. Um, have you had those moments of going like, is it time to sell now? Do you feel that IT genius connects to a greater source of, of your purpose and fulfillment. How do you find fulfillment in your business? Uh, yeah. Wow. It's such a, uh, such a broad question. Um, I think each time I've, I've really questioned, you know, what am I doing? Is this the right thing for me? It's really been around uh, motivation rather than around purpose. Uh, I think I've always felt good about the work that I do because it's been pretty well aligned to my values. I don't have a really clearly articulated life purpose, but I do know what my values are and I do know, you know, the things that interest me. And, you know, if you want to determine your values, you could look at things like Tony Robbins has a model called the six human needs, uh, which is pretty interesting. Um, and there's some other like psychology based models around, um, you know, the, the, the core true human values. Uh, for me, I know that some of my top values are things like excitement, adventure, uh, I love competition. If uh, you're uh, someone who follows astrology, I'm a Capricorn. So, you know, like building wealth and, and building a business and commerce and capitalism is exciting to me personally. But, you know, they may have been nurtured, uh, you know, with my dad being a carpenter builder and, you know, effectively an entrepreneur himself, right? Um, and so for me, I think, you know, how I've enjoyed being in business is because 
it ticks boxes for me in my personal values. Um, and the kind of business that I do around technology is exciting. They're always changing. I'm always learning new things. Um, with then scaling an organization, which has become the new kind of like computer or the new machine to tweak, which is now the organization. Um, for me, it's like, okay, well, what levers can I twist and turn? Uh, you know, putting people in the right places, making sure that the strategy is correct. Uh, how can I get things running smoothly? For me, when I think about, you know, running and leading an organization and what brings fulfillment for me in that is I think about the idea of organizational flow. And for me, organizational flow is when a business or a team or a strategy or something that you create flows beautifully. And imagine like, you know, a painting of a rushing river and the water's got a beautiful current and it's just flowing really nicely in one direction. That idea of flow is, I think, for me, you know, the greatest and purest expression of myself expressed in, in business uh, and, and in, you know, in my occupation. Um, and so that's really, you know, where I kind of check in with like, you know, well, you know, how does this work for me and why does this work for me? Now, I've had plenty of stories over the years about why this business is fulfilling. Initially, it was like, well, my parents are baby boomers and they didn't grow up with technology. So I want to help other baby boomers who didn't grow up with technology, right? So I got a lot of fulfillment from helping small business owners. And if I went maybe even further back than that, for me, business and working for myself was about, you know, making my own way. My story was I had a childhood which wasn't always safe in the family unit uh, in the earlier years for me. And so being in business was for me uh, on a personal level, finding a level of safety with being able to, you know, look after and effectively fend for myself. Um, but I think when I think about, well, you know, why would I wake up and, and work on IT Genius? Why would I wake up and grow the company? Um, I really am aligned with hiring more people, supporting more families and having more impact. Um, I'm really aligned with how we impact the customers that we work with. And I think what I've been really checking in with in recent months is that if we can create organizational flow for our customers in their businesses, well, they're going to have happier businesses. They're going to have happier business owners. They're going to have happier staff in those businesses as well. And that's a good thing for the world. Uh, you know, I've been really connecting with what's heart-centered leadership for me and what is heart-centered, you know, operating in my life. And, you know, if I'm coming to my workplace and I'm trying to take out the competition or I'm trying to be number one and, you know, squash the others, right? Uh, that's not really coming from a heart-centered place. Or if I'm trying to squeeze every dollar out of every, you know, human resource uh, by not investing in them or by being a Scrooge with things like salaries, um, then that's not really actually helping to have more impact. Um, and it's, you know, it's not really coming from a place of the heart or a place of happiness for me. Um, so for me, I think it continually evolves. Um, but fundamentally, I think that business is just the most pure expression of the founder or the entrepreneur who's created that uh, because it is a creation. And, uh, you know, I'm really honored to be able to, to have that responsibility of, of leading a business with that 40 people work in. Uh, they all have families that they're supporting and we have thousands of customers that we're supporting. And, uh, you know, we're trying to do good in the world. We're trying to leave the world better than, uh, than, than when we entered it. And uh, I feel pretty good about that. I love that. And I mean, 
Uh, we could spend a whole episode on going like, how do we know if what we're doing is actually creating good in the world? But um, we'll, we'll, we'll pause that conversation. The, what I find interesting there is so for you, you, you feel like it's really about feeling like there's flow and creating flow in your own organization, creating flow in client organizations. And that that's kind of what brings that fulfillment. Is it almost like optimization, improvement, seeing improvement, you know, the mechanic in you. Definitely. Uh, that's what I wonder. Well, for me, I feel like, you know, it's interesting. I, I, as you say, like there's gone through different phases. I've gone through various different phases over the years in the different businesses. I've very much been of the attitude of like a business is a product. You just build it up, you sell it. Like you don't put your heart into it. It's just this, you know, you build a thing that's really amazing, but with the goal of selling it, it's a product you sell. And that was very much my mindset, especially when I was doing it for security, money, income. And when all of a sudden the, the need to do it for income disappeared, it started to shift the, oh, well, hold on. Like, it, does it takes, that really the, takes the fun out of it in a way, doesn't it? Because you don't yeah. have that, that like energy of survival mode of I need to do this. Yeah, exactly. And now it's, it's now moving towards uh, what pulls me to do this rather than I'm pushed to do this because I need it. It's what's pulling. Mm. And that's kind of where I've moved to. Um, you were about to say something though. So I'd love to hear what you were, were about to say. Yeah, I think um, when I'm, uh, when I'm checking in with, well, what's important to me in the business and how did I get there? How did I get to a place of really understanding and knowing what my purpose is? Um, I'm thinking about you, the listener here, who may be wondering, oh, I, you know, I'm not sure I have a purpose. Or the thing I'm doing is, is right now, yeah, it's, it's to make money and I'm not, not really sure uh, you know, what the actual purpose is of the business. Uh, a book that I read that really helped to inspire me that may help inspire you uh, was Good to Great by Jim Collins. And what that really helped me connect with was my, let's say, motivation and, and juice for wanting to grow the business and wanting to grow and create a great organization. Because I knew through the alignment exercises in the book that the impact that I could have and the customers that I could serve, the people that I could serve through the business being successful was going to be deeply personally fulfilling for me. And that really brought in a lot of the fire. And, you know, it was in a place where I was in a lull. It was about, uh, you know, nine months in uh, to a year where I was having struggles in the business. I was having staff issues and I was kind of like seeing ourselves as, you know, being a IT help desk business, really asking, what are we doing? And is this actually valuable? Um, you know, I kind of saw us as the garbage collectors of the IT industry in that we were doing the things that maybe other people didn't really want to do. And it was around that time that I really shifted my thinking to us being able to empower small business owners. And that really lit a fire under me because I was so excited that there are literally hundreds of thousands of small business owners just in our own country of Australia that we could potentially serve. And so we shifted the business to more of a consultancy rather than just let's fix problems. Uh, and, uh, you know, I noticed that my happiness and my motivation changed quite a lot. Mm, yeah. Well, I, I love that. I lo and I love that you gave some specific examples of what you did after reading that book and it's still on my list. I know it was one of the, the recommended books of your, your, your best books. And I still haven't read good to great. So I need to get on and read it. Um, it sounds like it would be really helpful for where, where I've been at recently too. I'll share it too. You make, you raise a good point. I think about, well, I don't know what my, my purpose is. How do you figure it out? Um, firstly, I'd say it's going to depend on where you're up in your business, right? Like if you're in business because you're trying to put food on the table, your purpose for your business doesn't need to be to change the world. 
it can, it's totally okay for it to be, I'm looking to make five grand a month, 10 grand a month to put, you know, whatever it is you need to do. I'm looking to be able to put food on the table. I'm looking to be able to move to a, a bigger house to provide for my family. Like that's totally okay to be your purpose for the business. What's going to happen though, what you need to be mindful of is once you hit that point, if you don't have a new purpose to go for, you're going to hit these same lulls that we've talked about. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. And, and one of my friends who's a Scientologist told me about a, a concept from the writing of L. Ron Hubbard around the game of life. Uh, and I love, I love the idea that life is just a game. And you've, I know, talked about this in your books, Carl, uh, you know, that you can basically, I'm not saying you're a Scientologist, but, uh, but <laughs> I know that, um, you know, when you see life as a game and you see your, uh, you know, your occupation and what you choose to spend your time on as a game, um, you really just understand that, okay, well, there's rules and then I just need to play the game. Uh, and it gets pretty simple. But the, the warning that I received from my friend after I'd shared that I was in a pretty chill place right now, having four day weekends, wasn't really motivated to push super hard in the business. The warning I received was to be careful what games I'm playing. Am sure. I playing a healthy game? Because if my game is to sit on my butt, that might be a dangerous game. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting. Uh, and uh, yeah, I wanted to, to bring that into the, uh, into the conversation. And it makes me think about a, I don't know if it's a, a, a theory or, or perhaps just something that's important to note around generativity. And generativity is something that can really affect uh, people as they age. Uh, and you hear the stories of someone who goes into a nursing home and they stop moving or they stop seeing their friends and they stop doing things. And all of a sudden, their life very quickly deteriorates. They age and fast. I think it's so important for us to have an occupation because you may be spending up to eight hours a day on this occupation to have an occupation that is by choice fulfilling to you because that will literally extend your life. It will literally extend your life. And, you know, there's gurus who, you know, are perhaps, you know, overachievers or, or maybe just workaholics who will say, oh, well, you know, if you're, if you're uh, doing something you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. But I think that can kind of open up working too much sometimes. I think what's more important is the principle of lifestyle design. And that's mm. designing the life that you want, where your occupation flows for you. Your occupation doesn't feel like work, but your occupation also doesn't consume your life completely. Um, and you know what? There's a balance there. And it's going to come down to what different people's motivations are. For some people, they've really got a goal of, I want to make a billion dollars. And I might question why, but that's absolutely your entitlement if that's your goal. Um, for me, I've always valued having a life on my terms. That's really, you know, my biggest goal in business and, and in, you know, working hard. And for me, it was a very specific goal of I'm happy to work really hard in my 20s so that the rest of my life can be a bit more chill. Because I kind of worked out, you know, if I stack the chips early in the effort that I put in, then I can enjoy the later years. And um, for me, you know, part of that comes from my childhood conditioning. We weren't ever short of food on the table, but my parents, my dad's a builder, my mum's a nurse. Uh, you know, we lived in Western Sydney. Like it, it, it wasn't a luxurious or comfortable upbringing monetarily wise by any means. Um, and so that was my conditioning that created my priority that instilled in me my values. And that's, you know, the life path that I've decided to choose. I think no matter what your path is, as long as you're doing it consciously, you're probably going to have a better time um, because it's when we are unconscious that you can go through 
years or potentially even decades and then have an oh shit moment uh, and uh, you know decide that perhaps you haven't made the choices that you wanted to make. But if you remember that life is just a game and you get to play it how you want to play it, you get to design the life that you want to have. And I'm giving you permission, the listener right now, to design the life that you want to have on your terms, then that's, that's already freedom. Because you know that wherever you go from here forward is your choice. And if you choose to work harder or to not work harder, that's your choice. And I think that's, uh, that's a beautiful thing. I think that's as close to bliss as you can get. Well, it, it's interesting that, you know, something that Tony Robbins said that really, um, really stood out to me in recent times is that what brings fulfillment and he broke it down into kind of two ideas. And I, I'm still, I'm still looking at whether I fully agree with it, but it, it does seem really true is we want to feel like we're progressing. And this is true of anyone. This is true of your team members, right? If they're feeling fulfilled in their role uh, or you in your life and your business, uh, you want to feel like you're progressing and you want to feel like what you do contributes in some way. Mm-hmm. And whether that's doing it through your business, you know, I, I'm all for the lifestyle design. I've, I've been very big on the lifestyle di- design for a long time, but then in recent months, I've had a lot of shifts around the idea of like, I'd built up this idea of just, you know, build a great lifestyle, a business pays me all this income, and then I can go and travel and do the things that light me up, which is great because there's progress, there's trying new things. But eventually you've, you've sat on the beach, you've ticked all the things off your bucket list, you've done all the things that really move you. What else? What's next? What really drives you? And so it comes back to, and it's going to be individual for everyone, but it comes back to what's the next level, the progress, like in the game, all right, you've, you've achieved this level in the game. The next level is going to get a bit harder when you're ready to, to go and, you know, you might play the same level over and over and over again because it's easy and eventually you're going to go, okay, now let's go move up to expert level or whatever the, the next level is, right? And so you need to feel like you're progressing but because if it's too hard and you don't feel like you're progr- progressing, you get frustrated. Mm. But you also need to feel like what you're doing matters, that it, it's contributing, whether that be contributing on a global scale, a local scale, family scale, an individual scale, but like, there's got to be some level of scale of what you're doing is contributing. And uh, that's, that's a big part. I think is if you want to align your business to something that fulfills you, which is really what this episode's about is really looking at going, okay, if you're having those thoughts, check in, do you feel like you're progressing? Do you feel like you're actually progressing? And not just, and, and, and look at all areas. Like, do you feel like you're progressing in the business from a client's point of view, from an income, from a systems, or do you feel like you're repeating the same thing over and over and over again? Cause that causes frustration. And I know it because I've been through it numerous times and I know Pete has too. And then if you feel like the progress part's kind of ticking along, it's like, Oh yeah, we're progressing, you know, incomes going up, clients are going up, you know, whatever metrics you might be measuring seem to be improving slowly or fast. Doesn't really matter. You feel like you're progressing. The next question is, do you feel like what you're doing is contributing? And I think that's for me what had been missing. I was starting to go like, is this really contributing? And not just is it contributing, but is it contributing an alignment to your values as mm-hmm. Peter's mentioned? Because contributing going, cool, I'm building someone an email sequence. That wasn't necessarily feeling when I looked at it, the old way I was looking at it, didn't feel like that was necessarily contributing in a good way to society. Mm-hmm. And that's what needed to shift. And so to kind of loop back to how I'm looking at things differently now is just like Pete mentioned he did in his business. I've gone, I've shifted the way I've looked at it to going, we're about trying to empower. We've been getting a lot more less technical clients in the, in the early days of automation. See, we got people who were more like me, like Pete, a lot of technical clients who would come to our services. They knew how to do it themselves. They just didn't want to do it. 
now we're getting far more of the people who are like, you know, they've signed up to something like active campaign, but barely logged in. And um, that's requiring a very different level of support. They need, they need a lot more knowledge, training, education. The thing that fulfills me though, is helping create mindset shifts. What do I love about these episodes? Whatever we share, we're sharing our own proven concepts of what we've done. We're not talking theory. We talk about our own experiences. That's what I love about this show. But it's also the same, like what lights me up in any conversation is if I can see a light bulb moment happen, a shift in mindset. There's been a shift in the way something's thought about. So that's what I'm doing. I know that that lights me up. So now we're creating and focused on how do we create more training resources in the marketing space and not just marketing space, business space for our clients but with not just like, I'm going to teach them the best practices of building a landing page. No, 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 no. The shift for me is how am I going to shift their mindset in this training? What mindset shift needs to happen for them when they start this training to when they get to the end. And that has brought a huge impact to how I'm looking at creating that kind of training. There's a much greater fulfillment in doing that than just, Oh, I'm going to create a video recording, teaching them some of these best practices. It's about, yeah, that'll be delivered, but it's far more now I'm focused on what's the shift in the mindset. I'm also looking back, going re back at the team and going, okay, I don't need to necessarily start a new coaching company. Um, I've got a whole team of people who are ready to, to get support in their personal development, their, their, their money mindset, all of this stuff with the team who already work with us at Automation Agency. I don't necessarily need to provide that to clients. It's not overly aligned to uh, what Automation Agency does at the moment, but it's, it, I've got a whole team of 50 odd people that we could be working on, not just them, but their families. So that's, some, that's what I've ultimately been able to do to bring back an, a realignment of going, okay, the business doesn't need to fundamentally change. There's just some shifts in my own head and the way I'm looking at things and then start looking at how do you deliver on that in your business? So if you're feeling like your business is not fulfilling, just like my friend Jack was feeling like, he's like, Oh, you know, this thing we do, it brings in money and it's good, but like, I don't feel like I want to be doing this for the rest of my life. And just like I was having those feelings like, Oh, you know, automation is great. And we do have a great impact, but I just, I feel like it's not quite ticking that feel like to do it for the rest of my life. And I'm not saying you have to do the business for the rest of your life, but you're in the business now. And whether you're planning on selling it in five years time, two years time, you may as well enjoy the process while you're in it. So bring in some level of fulfillment, look at your business and how can you realign it to your fulfillment? That's kind of the the key thing I would really, really think about here. Yeah. I really like how you've hacked your brain with that. Um, You've taken a situation and you've just looked at it from a different angle. Um, And it's just like, you know, shifting the camera lens or there's a story of uh, Rudolf Steiner who took 12 Uh, students and sat them around a tree and asked them to draw the tree and they drew 12 different trees right there's always different perspectives and um, we've spoken about how uh, in an earlier episode for me not wanting to work with my marketing team because it was just not within the way that I wanted to work for the style of working that I do but then shifting my mindset to being this is just a problem that needs to be fixed I can fix problems awesome this is now exciting to me Um, I had another one where for me, I, I had a, I had a if, if, when, if, when, then I will. If, when, then I will goal, right? And they're really popular. It's like, well, when I get this business done, then I'll go and chase my dream. Or when I get this thing done, then I'll go and do that. And for me, the big one was, I want to use IT Genius as a cash cow for me to go and do private equity deals, right? So mergers and acquisitions. And that was my story. That was my story. Make the cash, make the cash, make the cash, make the cash. And then I can go and do 
buying and selling of businesses. And what I found was rather than exiting out of IT Genius, I was able to do it within IT Genius. And I've effectively now built a mini M&A firm inside IT Genius. My finance team, my legal team, my uh, researching team, like I've got, and I'm basically now the deal maker. We've got everyone needed for us to go and do those deals and it is ticking every box that I have. Now, I'm not putting forward the point here that you should stay in one business forever and try and hack your mind into never leaving that business. But if there is more runway in the business that you're in, if it's having impact, if it's ticking your boxes and you are feeling fulfilled and aligned in your values, why would you stop doing why you're doing? What you're doing, just keep on doing it till something else comes along. And when that something else comes along, then you'll go and do that. I'm reminded of something that I think, I think it was episode two or three, uh, one of our earlier episodes where we talked about, you know, buying and selling businesses, which we, you know, we both kind of been involved in. You kind of made a comment that was like, people generally aren't selling businesses that, you know, are good businesses. Now yeah. that's not hundred percent true, but in the small business space, that's definitely very true. Mm. And I just want to talk to you listener. If you're someone who's very much been like, I'm building this business to sell. There's nothing wrong with that. That's totally okay. That can be your purpose. I'm building this business to sell and I'm going to sell it to this particular company. And so you do need to keep that in mind that if you're trying to build a business to be acquired, you got to be thinking about who you're planning on selling to and making sure the business looks like something they want. So keep that in mind. If you're going to add fulfillment elements to your business, if you're adding those things and it makes you less appealing to the buyer. However, let me add the condition to that point. If my thought to you is if your business was more fulfilling, would you still want to sell it? And I, I'm with Pete, like I've had multiple businesses. I'm not saying that you should stay in one business ever. Uh, I'm not saying that I want to stay in automation agency forever. Uh, you know, if someone came and offered the right deal to me today, I would very much be open to it. But the point is that you're in the business, bring in the fulfillment. And that way you don't need to be in a position to have to sell. And then when someone comes along and says, I want to buy it. If you're loving what you're doing, it's feeling good. It's ticking all those different boxes means the deal's just got to really make sense to allow you to do something bigger and better. And basically it's like, that's, that's end of that level. And you sell the business that level's over. Now you get to level up to the new, next level. Whereas if you're selling your business and it puts in, you know, a couple hundred grand in your pocket, and that's not necessarily enough for you to do whatever the level, level three, level four is in, in your life and business. Um, why not make it more fulfilling, continue to play the game, get to level 10, and then it's time to level up. So. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a catch-22 there because when you're demotivated in business or you feel like you're at the end of the line, you're not going to get a good valuation for the business because you're probably not positioning it well for sale. And I know that having bought many businesses that on average businesses in Australia sell for 1.5 times net profit. That's just the average that businesses sell for. I've bought businesses for next to nothing. I've bought businesses for one times. I've bought businesses for more than that as well. When a business is going well and you're continuing to grow and you're having your needs met inside the business, then it's likely to be worth and valued at much more because it's going to be more successful because you've got that energy and that drive. But then, as you've said, Carl, you may then choose to stay in that business. I think fundamentally, if there is still an opportunity for you to grow personally, you should stay in the business. You should keep doing what you're doing because Business is the best personal development you can ever do. Works on your leadership, works on uh, all of your skills around people management, around relationships. Um, and uh, boy, have I learned some stuff about relating from working in business and working with many people. Boundaries, communication, all the things that make great relationships you will find in your journey of business. So uh, 
yeah, I, I wish you uh, all the success, listener, in, uh, in aligning your values and your purpose with your business. Yeah, look, and I think that's a great place to end on that really, if, if, we, if you've been listening to this episode going, hey, I haven't experienced that. Business is amazing. Congratulations. Uh, flag this episode for a future time if you find yourself in that moment because it's, it's likely going to come. I'm not going to project that it will come, but it, there's a high chance in my experience that it'll come. Uh, if though you, just like my friend Jack, just like me, just like Pete at various times, just like every entrepreneur I've ever met, you've found yourself in this plateau, you've started going like, oh, is this really what I want to do? There's nothing wrong with that thought process. There's absolutely nothing. And there's nothing wrong with deciding to blow up your entire business model and try something new. Think about it. There's no reason that you can't do it. You've, if you're looking for someone to give you permission, I'm giving you permission right now. No liability, no lawsuits, nothing to do. Like it's your own, take your own advice, do your own decisions. But ultimately, if you build a business that makes you more fulfilled, find a way to link that business, shift the business, shift your role. If the business doesn't need to change, just shift your role. If you're not loving being the CEO, you want to go back to being a coder, hire a CEO and go back and be a coder. You know, do what Steve Wozniak did in, in Apple. You know, like find a way to, to just meet your needs that fulfill you. You do that. I, I, I promise you, I truly promise you that you will find business and life so much more fulfilling uh, and you will continue to just grow and progress and contribute in a, in a great way. So that's it for this episode. If you want to find the show notes, uh, you can find that at rising.show. You'll get all the links to anything we've talked about in this episode, but also in all our previous episodes, you can see a bit about what every episode's about, find the links, listen back. Uh, you can also reach out to us using the contact form and you can let us know what do you think of the show? You can give us suggestions. You can you know, ask a question. Maybe, maybe you've got a specific business question. You'd like us to answer it on the show, we'd love to do a bit of a Q&A type episode down the line. So if you've got questions, feel free to reach out to us via social or the rising.show website. As always, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. If you're not already subscribed, share it with your friends, let them know which has been your favorite episode. We'd love any support and any reviews as well. So that's it from me, Pete, time to say goodbye. Goodbye.